Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Pete Quinnell, double N, double L, double P. Where does the P come in? <laughs> Chopper. I'm not taking the P out of your name. Pete Chopper, Pete Quinnell. You've got three P's. That's a lot so, of hey, words you're hey, saying. Hey, hey, I'm not okay. done with the intro. <laughs> okay. Double N, double L, triple P. It's Chopper, Pete Quinnell. Good audio content, this. Double P. No, triple P. <laughs> double N. Double L. Double E. Yep. And that's everything. That is everything. Welcome. Yep, that how's, is everything. How's it going? <laughs> it's going good. That was a long intro. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling spicy. Mm, um, indeed. Anagram how, generator. <laughs> anagram generator. Just gonna see what we can. Come how up was with your weekend, your Ollie? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, well, good. we we kicked off the um <coughs> the the weekend in a, in a very fun way. We did with a, a house trip, a, fa- a Wrestle Talk family trip mm. to a wrestling show on Friday mm-hmm. evening, which was. 15 minutes walk from our office. It was perfect. Yeah. Which is way too far. New Japan have the decency to put it a three minute walk from our office. <laughs> See, it would be a 15 minute walk if Randy Andy Datsun wasn't directing you on Google Maps and taking you a really long convoluted way. Has he done this to, he's done this to me. It's so weird. Like, what happened? Because we, we went down like past Trafford International, kept going, went up to like some Sainsbury's to buy something and then went back and then walked another way. And then he checked his phone again and was just like, I think we're going the right way. It's like, you've been directing us the whole time. So then he was checking more phones. He was like, no, we can go down this way and go this way. I was like, you know what? If we just went down another road, we would have already been here. Because I didn't know we were going to the same place where we watched Avengers yes. Endgame. I did say that to you. I it must have said listening. you were busy on yeah, Friday. I was yeah. very busy. So I didn't I didn't know that's where we were going. Otherwise, I could have just walked there and it would have been fine. But no, I took Randy's directions because I thought I didn't know where I was going. And it took us like half an hour to walk there. So dumb. That's double the amount of time it should have done. Exactly. I the, the problem I with one, one of the many problems with Randy Andy Datsun is he'll <laughs> he will 
like half hear something or half understand it and just go straight for that mm-hmm. without without thinking he might have read it wrong. Yeah. So we, uh, me, Luke and Laurie and Andy were going to the Prince Charles. Yep. Luke walks ungodly fast. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. And Laurie <laughs> was chatting to him. So they were way up ahead. Me and Andy were chatting and we lost them. And I was like, oh, where did they go? And he went that way. I was like, did you see them? And he went, yeah. I went, are you sure they went that way? And he went, yeah. I said, did you see them? And he went, no. <laughs> I said, well, how, how are you sure he went? How are you sure they went that way? And he said, well, it's the only place they could have gone. I said, well, what about that one there? And there was another road slightly up that also turned off in that direction. Yeah. He was like, nah, no, nah, they definitely went that way. We went that way. They, they, they hadn't gone that way. We lost them. So, yeah. Um, it's amazing. Um, for, eloquent sorry, prep go ahead. plinth. Is, is that my name? Cell phone repent quip. <laughs> Thrent's prequel poplin. <laughs> Quench propellant pie. <laughs> That's my favourite one. Perch eloquent nipple. <laughs> there's a lot of eloquence in this. Yeah, I think there's only so many. Because you've got a, a lot of I've letters a, I've in got there. a quinelle mm. in there, so there's, there's only so many. I mean, they're um, reaching here. Cell phone enter, keep up. <laughs> this is weird. Mm. But yeah, so many. So we went to it's it's mostly random words. Yeah, uh, we went to Frontline Wrestling. We Will did. Os- the Will Osprey founded mm. Frontline Wrestling show at Stratford Circus last Friday. Us two, Randy, Andy, Datsun, who's just joined us, mm-hmm. Laurie, Simon, the whole gang, the whole gang, and it was fun. And I spoke to Will Osprey. You did, and did an interview with him. You did, and that went up on the channel yesterday, which you should watch if you haven't. I don't know why I'm looking at the camera. We're not. This is just purely audio content. Mm. Uh, but you should watch that if you haven't seen it because we had a cool announcement to do with Frontline. It yeah. was super rad. Yeah, it's one of our partner promotions now along with Wrestlegate, which is the other one, which you are sporting a T-shirt of right now. I am, yes. <coughs> and they're going to be... What we're doing is is we're getting a, a sort of indie showcase program together that we can play on the YouTube channel for free for everyone throughout the summer so we can sort of build up different wrestling promotions who are independent, different wrestlers who are still independent and and show like how thriving the scene still is despite all these major players coming in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, part of this was me talking to Will about his frontline promotion coming on board and the own I don't know if Laurie did this as a rib, but the only way he could get us framed up was effectively if Will squatted ever so slightly, <laughs> and I straddled his left thigh. <laughs> so it wasn't it. That sounds more convoluted than it was. Yeah. It was actually not that bad. But yeah. the problem was, whenever I turned in a certain way, mm-hmm. my left hand, the back of my left hand, brushed his inner thigh. <laughs> so and I don't got, know. You're he, close and personal. Yeah. With Wallace, is what you're he saying. has men touch him all the time. That's true. Yeah. And like intensely. Yeah. So I'm sure he doesn't, like, just doesn't even register with him. Yeah. Um, I don't often touch anyone. That's true. You don't. And apart from myself. Yeah. And that's furious <laughs> and self-hating. And, and when, yeah, so I, I just touched the inside of his leg. And yeah. he was fine, but I, it threw me off. Yeah, yeah. If I smile questions. in yeah. that interview when you watch it, and he hasn't said anything worth smiling at, that's me laughing at myself because <laughs> I just touched Will Ospreay's in the leg. But yeah, what did you think of the show? I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, because I didn't know the vast majority of people that were actually on the card. <coughs> mm. Like I knew David Starr and Mark Haskins and Millie McKenzie. 
Shah. Um, Shah Samuels. Shah Samuels, of course. Yeah, he made a surprise appearance. Um, apart from that, not really many other people at all. But everyone that I watched was really good. Yeah. Like, really, really good. Um, there was the women's match that was the uh, the one before the main event. Yes. Unbelievable match. It was so good because the... Um, the it's so bad now because I can't remember her name. But well, it was such Yamashita. Good... Yeah, Yamashita. Thank you. Uh, she essentially had the black mass as her finisher, but better somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so weird. And she like she hit it when her opponent, uh, Giselle Shore, I think yes, it was. Yes, that's her name? it. Yeah, was uh, find her name, when yeah. she when she leapt off like the top rope or something, she just hit like a black mass out of midair. I was like, what is happening? This was insane, and the crowd went mental for it as well. It was such a good wrestling match. That's what I, I love, I love yeah, about it. independent wrestling where you don't know half, like 75% of the card, and you come away with five new favorite people. The, the OJMO. OJMO was in amazing. In the main event. Yeah. Yeah, who sells like a ragdoll. Oh, who had great. this incredibly plotted double turn. Mm-hmm. He came into that match as the heel. Yep. Got beat pillar to boat, pillar to post by... Ah, Rob, Sharp. Rob Sharp, yeah, yep. who's an ICW Who guy. now uh, follows me on Twitter. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And they beat the crap out of each other. And to the extent where you started to feel some babyface sympathy towards OJMO. Yeah. OJMO stands for Orange Juice Machine Operator, <laughs> I found out. That's apparently a Of course a it does. Yeah. What else would it possibly stand for? I thought OJMO sounds really cool and mysterious. Anyway, yeah. they they played up this injury angle. And I, you know, I'm a cynical old wrestling commentator guy. Mm-hmm. I was worked. You I was were. played like a fiddle. You and Randy, because it was Randy was sitting next to me and then you were on the other side of Randy from where we were sitting. Both of you were just like, <coughs> oh, no, oh, this is really bad. And like, you didn't and, buy and, into and it. The, I, I was like 50-50. I was like, this could be real, but I don't know. Because they were playing up. There were, I think there were whispers going around that it was like a broken wrist. And he was yeah. like, and he was lying down and he was there and you could, and then... You could hear him crying, and that's when I was like, "Oh, oh, maybe this is real." Like, "Oh no, this isn't this isn't good." And the crowd were kind of like quiet because they didn't know they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know whether to just be like, "Boo the heel," or like, "Yeah, come on, OJ, get back into it," kind of thing. Because then they were like, "Oh, but no, we don't want him to wrestle if he's it's injured." So it's like, event, yeah. yeah. So we're like, "Oh no, this is this is really bad for everyone." And then there was a great bit where Osprey said something that I can't repeat, but. He ju- he just muttered kind of almost to himself and sent like the the medical people out to to get that and that again just sold the angle even more that this wasn't supposed to happen but turns out swerve it was all worked and OJ came up Will went to go call off the match and OJMO stood up and just elbowed Will in the face who sold it and fell back because he was like no I want to fight and everyone was like yeah go it was it was brilliant absolutely brilliant I loved being played like a fiddle yeah it was so good and, and what was really like this this is my favorite bit well it was actually an unintentional bit they had set up a table mm. and they set up a table just before this injury spot which is such a smart red herring because you're like oh but they haven't gone through the table yet mm-hmm. yeah and the match might get called off maybe it is real because they wouldn't have set up the table otherwise exactly oh, no and then they move the table back to the commentary desk yep. so i thought ah yeah, it really is over. But that wasn't... Act- they were actually meant to go through the table later on <laughs> yeah, they were. because the venue told them you can't go through the table. <laughs> during the match! <laughs> yeah, during the match. Oh, by the way, you can't do that spot that you've already set up. Yeah, I found out afterwards. And they were like, yeah, I think... Uh, 
because I was talking to one of the guys afterwards and he was going to take a bump on the on the rail, the mm-hmm. railing. And apparently they had asked Jimmy Havoc how to do it. And Jimmy Havoc said, you cut, no, 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 you'll impale yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then they went, wow, if Jimmy Havoc <laughs> is telling me not to take a risky bump, I'm leaving. I'm leaving that one. Yeah, de- definitely shouldn't do that one. Um, but yeah, it was a really great night just overall in terms of wrestling quality. It was fantastic. Uh, we got to meet, meet some cool members of the SWAF nation yeah. as well, which was great. i got to shout out one guy in particular. Uh, I believe his name on Patreon is Noble Matt, I want to say, uh, who bought us all around. Yeah. Uh, uh, me and uh, housemate Simon went up to the bar, um, which was, uh, I think, just as D- David Starr came out, which was great timing on our part. Um, we went up to the bar and we were just ordering around for everyone we were with and uh and then a, a guy just turns to us and says this is gonna sound really weird but um this one's on me guys we were like say what now mm. and uh yes then we got talking after that and he was like oh, yeah, i'm one of your patron backers and stuff like that and then you just bought us like a whole round what a guy what a lovely guy i know it was great uh, thank I, you noble Matt. thank you noble matt for that and uh luckily i managed to actually grab him just before i saw him walking out of the building after the show was over just managed to grab him before he left and managed to speak to him for a little bit longer which was nice got to thank him again um, then there were some other other great people we took some pictures with and have a few chats with, and it was uh, it was lovely. It was a very nice evening overall. Yes. Yeah. It was very good. Um, anyway, I think we've probably gone a bit long on the intro because we're a bit short on time. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get into the show. We're going to review this week's episode of Raw. And is WWE Stomping Grounds in trouble? Here's the show. This all comes from not only last night's episode of Raw, which was watchable. It was oh, a okay. Yes. Uh, it also comes from WrestleVotes, who are a very, very reliable source on Twitter. They have stories that pretty much always come true. They've got one of the highest success records I can think of. And their tweet is, WWE is aware of the poor ticket sales for Sunday's pay-per-view event in Washington State, which is Stomping Grounds. There has Time been to kick talks... and take names. Sorry, that's the full title. Full title. There has been talks of shaking up the card. Nothing I can confidently report on, though, yet. So, there are discussions backstage about changing a few things on Stomping Grounds, which is headlined at the moment by Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston in a cage. Mm-hmm. No one really buys into Dolph Ziggler. It was a credible threat. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, which was built up pretty well on this show. Well, Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon was built up well on <laughs> yeah, this show. Yep. Uh, but we've seen that match at WrestleMania, yep. and it was by far the worst thing on it in mm-hmm. terms of being tedious. And headlined by a good friend, Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title, which, again, we've already seen. We saw it at Super Showdown. Corbin lost because he got in a tiff with the referee and was rolled up. So he's he's claiming that he he deserves a rematch. And nothing really has, has been booked to make him look strong. And I think WWE know that. And even on this Go Home episode, they didn't make him look strong. They made him look pretty crap. So all the intrigue is on who will he choose and reveal as the special guest referee. Mm-hmm, yeah. So you would have thought if they were going to shake things up. I mean, they've got a pretty good track record if if they have to shake things up for a pay-per-view. It normally turns into quite a good pay-per-view. Like, the, the thing that comes to mind is I think it was either TLC or a different show when they had a round of mumps, was it, that went round? Where yes, Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt couldn't compete. And then suddenly we had Finn Balor versus AJ Styles and we got the return of Kurt Angle in in ring in WWE, 
poof, out of nowhere, it's like it's a much better show. So I think when their backs are really against the wall, when their backs are on the ropes, they can pull out a really good show out of nowhere. So I was really hoping to see a bit more from this Raw of them just like changing matches and, and throwing things out that weren't working and making these new crazy matches that we really want to see. But there wasn't that much of it, which was really kind of disappointing, honestly. We still got a SmackDown to go. And with wild cards, I guess anything can happen. So we could see a completely different card come Sunday. But, yeah, there wasn't that much change, unfortunately. I but... guess instead of what they did is they just started to treat what they've got with with actually well. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that that's the main difference is before it wasn't very interesting. And now some things you're like, huh, little bit interesting, which I guess is an improvement. <laughs> yeah, it's still Drew versus Roman. Yeah. It's still... Seth versus Baron, mm-hmm. but at least, yeah, it's dramatic yeah. and kind of compelling. There's some three points hours. of discussion. Yeah. So it's an improvement, I would say. Mm. The bar's very low to start with, but it was an improvement. Yeah, so I enjoyed this Raw show uh, quite quite a bit, actually. It was fine. I don't know if... That sounded like Luke then. Yeah. I don't know if that's because I'm in sort of Stockholm Syndrome where mm-hmm. I've just been stuck with this this captive captor of raw for three months and it's been goddamn awful yeah or it was actually a good show by raw's overall standards Mm. or wwe standards Uh, we'll focus on the for the stomping ground thing in particular because i do feel like baron corbin versus seth is the main event of that show yeah for sure definitely is and and just um just about it being in trouble i think a lot of the because there's this tweet going around and it's a screenshot of the tickets sold in Stomping Ground, like how many seats are still available via the booking site. And, you know, WWE are apparently concerned about this as well as WrestleVotes tweeted. And it's the, that's just a few days off the back of All Out selling out their 12,000 seats in just 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So there is pressure on them now. Yeah. And, like, I mean, when they were when it was reported a few months ago, oh, yeah, one of the planned feuds going into the summer is Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins. Yep. It's not like, oh, my God, I never saw this coming. Yeah. Where has this lack of interest come from? Yeah. When really it's it's like it's down to down to Corbin in that main event slot. And they haven't even done anything to build him up. No. It, it's literally been... He was the former Raw acting guy, whatever. They did the feud with Kurt Angle. Feud, quote-unquote, with Angle. Wasn't really a feud, but, you know, whatever. And then he retired him, sort of, which no one really cared about because Kurt Angle's last run wasn't very inspiring anyway. And then all of a sudden, they're just like, oh, so he's good enough to to challenge for the Universal title now. And I was like, what? No, mm. he's he's the mid card guy. Where, why is he? Why is he here now? So they've done nothing to make him look great, other than retire Kurt Angle, who wasn't that good in the first place on this last run. I meant even within the confines of this go home show. That's true. So let let's run through what happened. First off, Elias kicked off the show. SmackDown's Elias. He revealed that he was invited there. Wild card number one. Yeah, he was invited there by Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. So are those the rules? I don't know. I don't know what the rules that are. That won't be the last time we ask that. No. Yeah. And uh, so he was invited there to reveal himself as the special guest referee for this the match this Sunday. Cool. So that is set in stone. Elias is going to be the referee on Sunday. That's the announcement made to kick off the show. Big announcement. Well, okay, cool. We've got Elias as a referee. Nope. In comes Seth Rollins with a chair. Bonk. Hits him on the back. Hits him on the back a few more times. And then suddenly the commentary team are like, oh, I bet Elias is having second thoughts about that now. What? 
He's just been confirmed for it. You can't just then say he's not the referee after just telling us he is the referee. No, Pete, Pete, Pete. He was hit by a chair. He's out of action for at least eight days. He's going to miss Sunday's stomping Have you seen any hardcore matches ever? (laughs) I like how Baron Corbin was also hit by a chair by Seth Rollins on this show. Mm -hmm. And he was out at the end of the night. Well, he was only hit once. No, Elias is dead. Kayfabe dead. <laughs> yeah. This kid, this killed him, the chair shot. This is Seth Rollins with a chair. Still, I can't see him. I know they're going for this cool Stone Cold vibe yeah. with him, which I don't think is Seth's character. No. I don't think that works because I see Seth in a chair and I just <laughs> cannot separate it from when he turned on the shield. Yeah. And I just immediately start thinking, you broke my goddamn heart, Rollins. <laughs> Burn it down. So he attacks Elias from behind, and then he cuts a brief promo. Thankfully, this was actually a pretty good start to the show. Snappy opening. Yeah, it was a very snappy opening, and it was quick. It was a very short promo where Seth just says, (gasps) just so you know now, any of you guys side with Baron Corbin, you become his special guest ref, I will be there with a chair. And I was like, okay, that's not bad. It's something different. I can dig it. And But then I was like, wait, but that means... Elias isn't the referee then. Yeah. And that's when I started questioning stuff. And I was like, oh, that was almost great. Because if Elias had said, I plan to be the referee, Mm. and then Rollins attacks him and he goes, no, you're not. Because, and then he like beats him up some more, does like maybe a curve some onto a chair or something. Then I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Rollins is going to make sure that Corwin doesn't get the ref that he wants. That would be fine. I'd be so on board with that. But it was literally just like, I've hit you with a chair and now... You're injured, I guess. I, I don't know. I guess the weird. way to get around that would be for Elias to then go to Baron Corbin backstage. Dude, I love you. You're my mid-card yeah. bro. But man, Seth knows how to use a chair. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I just don't want any part of it. I'm sorry. And you write people out that way yeah. rather than this this chair of doom. <laughs> That, that takes people out of... And, and it's not like you're even being asked to wrestle this Sunday. <laughs> a referee position is one of the most, you know, more passive roles in the in the company. You could just DQ him if he starts <coughs> to attack you. And then that's it, match over. Anyway, so Rollins takes out Elias with the chair at the open. Yeah. Then later on in the show, Baron Corbin's having an interview with Charlie Caruso. Mm-hmm. Seth Rollins hits him with a chair as well. Yeah. Sort of reaffirms the, the chair thing. Bonks him on the back and just says... Something, I can't even remember what he said. It wasn't important. Then later on, Sammy and Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens, had the Sammy and KO show, the return mm. of that. And they brought down Baron Corbin to reveal who the new special guest referee is going to be. And Corb says, well, someone who can count to one, two, three. Mm-hmm. It's EC3. I didn't mind this at all. I was like, okay, sure. And then when EC3 came out and he mimed, then he went, one, two, three. Three to that, and I was like, "That looks cool. I'm, I'm totally on board. That's were, fine." Were you suckered in? Did you think, "Oh my god"? I mean, they had that segment with Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson on this show. This feels like a new revamped Raw. Are they now pushing EC3? No, because no, I did feels, not think that. He feels very mid card of evil. <laughs> like you could <laughs> slot him in there, and he wouldn't. That like that wouldn't be a problem to elevate him that much. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't buy that they were pushing him, and I figured that Rollins was going to attack him. Probably right then, but uh, no, I wasn't like, oh my god! But I, but I was on board with like, oh, EC3, that's that's cool, that's decent, Ollie I can was, dig Ollie it. Was worked. I was worked. It was, worked. Worked. It was when he started crying that he really, uh, yeah, yeah. really <laughs> claiming about broken wrists. So you know? Seth ran in and hit him with the chair, which of course I didn't see it coming, but it makes total sense, and that was funny. And then, uh, <laughs> and then EC3 died. Yes. So this is where <laughs> this is the power of the chair. EC3 sold one chair shot. Two. 
Two chair uh, no, shots. Uh, I think it might have been a couple. He hit him once, went down, and then Rollins was just like staring Corbin in the ring. And then I think I he hit him one more time, or maybe two more times, tops. That's it. EC3 is now comatose. Dead. Rollins walks out. The New Day come in, you know, because they're going to set up a New Day versus KO Sammy and Corbin six-man tag, which was two out of three fools. For no reason. <laughs> I think they're just chucking stuff <laughs> at the wall. Literally. They're just yeah. like, well, we're going to shake things up. Let's just put in different stipulations. The, sure. The, the five-way at the start of the show was an elimination match. an elimination match. match. What? That doesn't... You don't need that. Anyway, uh, the New Day came out. Uh, Sammy quite funnily said, you weren't on the wildcard list for tonight. Yeah. I was like, so there's a list? <laughs> and there's then list. Kofi said, I'm the WWE champion. I can go wherever I want. Which is kind of, that's a cool badass thing to say, but Lance. We both have the same note. I also said that he's been taking notes from Lance Storm. Urges. He's been taking urges. He's been taking urges from, from Lance, Lance Storm. Storm. Of course, sorry, Ooh. yes. Uh, so we like we, Lance Storm, We like Andy. Lance. We don't actually dislike him. It's just it's all very just, funny. It's a funny bit. Uh, so yeah, so the champions can appear on both brands. They're also wildcards now, which kind of defeats the point of the women's tag team championships being... Floating championships, because now all of them are, apparently. Yeah. What are the rules? What are but the then rules? The, then the New Day were like, what, the, you, we need a referee to make this match happen. They pick up which, EC3. Which apparently is something new, because before it's just been like, I want to fight you. And they're like, okay, bring a ref out. And then they start. But now they're like, well, because we have a skit to do, we need a referee to sanction this match. Sometimes when stuff is funny, it doesn't need to make sense. And this... I'm nitpicking. Yeah, this yeah. was very funny. This was very funny. They picked up <clears throat> EC3. He sold this so good. incredibly. So good. Like he, I mean, he has perfected being dead. Oh yeah. Over the last couple of years, yeah. Oh, yeah. not last couple of years, but this year at least. Yeah. And he, Big E, got the the sort of microphone out to him, and they did a sort of weekend in Bernie's mm-hmm. impression of him being completely passed out. And they got the match underway, and then there was another referee in there. Yep. I thought that would have been really funny to have passed out EC3. Just in the middle of the ring and they, they the wrestle around him. That would have been amazing. That was a shame. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's another example of the power of the chair shots. Mm-hmm. Later on, Baron Corbin is talking to Eric Young backstage, asking him to be the special guest referee. Mm-hmm. And Eric Young's like, maybe I'll think about it. Walks off. Seth comes up to him. Are you going to be the special guest referee there, Eric Young? (laughs) Eric Young's like, no, I just said I'd think about it. And Seth's like, yeah, me and you go way back. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Seth walks into the background, turns around, hits him with a chair, kills EC, Eric Young. Yeah, hits him repeatedly this time. He he lays about six or seven chair shots into Eric Young, which was weird. (laughs) And I know they're going for a Steve Austin character with Seth, but it it just doesn't play right. No, it doesn't. I felt sorry for he, uh, Eric Young. Exactly. He didn't even confirm that he was going to be yeah. the ref. He was literally like, eh, I don't know. I'll think about it. Maybe. And Ronan's like, well, close enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. The, the main event was Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins, which was, oh, sorry, a, another important thing. The New Day versus KO Sammy and Baron match. Baron accidentally hit Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. KO and Sammy were like, well, we're out of here then. They beat yep. up Baron a bit. Kofi hits the trouble in paradise on Baron to get the third fall. Mm-hmm. So Baron, the guy who's fighting for the title this weekend, took the losing fall in mm-hmm. this match that could easily have been booked around. So Absolutely. WWE, like, 
sure, they're worried about stumping grounds. But how can they be worried about stumping grounds and not think that that in part has to do with the the challenger for the universal title having zero credibility as a threat? Yeah, it 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 is backwards to me. I don't understand. I can see how Baron was protected in this match because he got super kicked by Owens when they left. And then it immediately went into a trouble in paradise from Kofi Kingston, who's the WWE champion. So sure, he lost. He lost to a WWE champion with interference from his own team. So he's been protected in that sense. But he still got pinned at the end of the day on the go-home show when he's supposed to be fighting Rollins when he had zero other momentum in the first place. He really needed this show to come out looking like, yeah, I can totally win. And he he didn't. (laughs) It just says to me, WWE believe the real hook of the pay-per-view this Sunday is who will the special guest referee be? Yeah. That, like, to them, that's the, all people are going to tune in to find out. I couldn't care less. No. And that's the thing. Unless it's Brock Lesnar, it's going to be anticlimactic from how much they've built it up. The only way this can pay off, if it's, if it's a debut, a return, or Brock Lesnar. That Those are literally the only options. And if it's someone like Bray Wyatt, that would be awful, mm-hmm. because that's Bray Wyatt's debut. That should be not as a special guest referee in a Baron Corbin-Seth Rollins match. <laughs> Just saying it is making me angry. Um, Unless well, he's the, the cardigan Bray Wyatt. And after <laughs> yeah. the match, he flips and that's... turns into the fiend. Okay, I could actually be into that maybe. I Depending how know. that goes. I, I, I do this a lot where I like, that definitely can't work. It can work if they do it right. But I wouldn't want to see it. Um, but like, there's no, there's no one else that could even possibly fill the hype. Unless it's Brock Lesnar. Like, that, that is it. And even if Brock Lesnar does come out to be, you know, to be the special guest ref, that still doesn't make any sense. Because then, if Baron somehow wins, if Lesnar costs Rollins the match, Lesnar can then just cash in on Corbin. And then he'll just become Universal Champ. So Corbin wouldn't want that either. Yeah. What, 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 what's the solution? I don't know. Yeah, they, they really put themselves into a corner here, and I doubt they even know where they're going to go with it. I don't I, think I, they know who the special guest ref is. Yeah, Re- I, th- I, I think this is <laughs> something that they'll they'll change quite a few times. Maybe it'll come out in a few weeks, Yeah. who was the original one and, and how it's been changed. But they, they tried to give Baron back some heat at the end of the show, because... The Brian Rollins main event, which I really enjoyed. I thought it was a, a really good in-ring match based on a really fun story mm-hmm. of that Seth has never beaten Brian. Mm-hmm. And that is the sort of story you should build a major pay-per-view feud around. They're Absolutely. big stars. Yep. But they gave it away here and wasted it with Seth winning and then Baron beating him up afterwards with the chair, holds the title aloft as we can see in this thumbnail there. And I'm like, if Baron was always going to stand tall, why couldn't he just cost Seth the match mm-hmm. and you protect that storyline with Brian? Yeah. Seth doesn't lose anything. He's been kicking ass all night, like as as a kind of as a heel, but who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it builds the pay-per-view this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would have made so much more sense and it would have made... Corbin looked like he's an actual threat to Rollins. Maybe Rollins is distracted by, you know, the threat of Lesnar or something like that, and they can play off that. So when mm. Corbin can say, when, when you're not focused on me, that's when I'm going to, you know, when I'm going to strike and I'm going to take the Universe Championship championship off you. That's a story they can use in the match. But they, they opted to not do that because they wanted Rollins to stay strong, which I can see because he's Universal Champion. I'm sure you want to keep him strong. But then to just have Baron just attack him with a chair afterwards, which is supposedly a heel move, 
despite Seth doing it the whole night. I did. I didn't. I didn't want to boo for Corbin after he hit Rollins. I was like, "Yeah, you go. You get. You, 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 you get your revenge." Yeah. After like, what happens to Eric? Yo. Yeah. After he got hit with a chair early in the night, and all the people that he's associated with got hit with a chair early in the night. Get your revenge. Like mm. if this was inverted, and Corbin had attacked Seth from behind earlier in the night with a chair shot to the back, and then Seth came out at the end of the night and hit Corbin in the back with a chair, everyone would have gone, "Way got his revenge. Got his payback. Yeah, go Seth." I doesn't mean, make sense to me. What Corb should have done, if you actually wanted to make this an intriguing story, is go after Becky. Yeah. You do something to that. Would I, be don't great. Know, I don't know how you would do that. Because you want to protect Becky as well. Yeah, and you don't want to show Baron punching Becky in the face. Exactly. And also, but, you don't, the storyline with Becky, I think, would be that she could probably hold her own with someone like Baron. So to have Baron, like actually like win against her would be a bit weird as well not win but maybe name drop her in a promo say something yeah, nasty exactly. about her threaten her yeah like so, something that could tap into some level of emotion mm-hmm. rather than oh who will the likely disappointing special guest referee be exactly yeah I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Let's do shout outs for our $25 a month or more pledge hammers on Patreon. Woo. Thank you all so much. Well, cheap pops. Woo! To Matthew Felbolt. I think it's uh, Tibolt this, this city. Matthew to build this city. Matthew to build this city on rock, rock and roll. Yeah. 
is that Kirsten? Yeah. Kirsten. Just Kirsten. Yeah. yeah. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Yeah. Robin Banks, Lee Roberts. Woo. Yeah. The life of Jordan Riley. Yeah. He can last Sean for longer than you in uh, the ring. In the, 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 the ring. Yeah. yeah. Got that one. Rebel without a crew, Roberto Rodriguez. Woo. Yeah. It's Robert. Robert it's just Robert. That's, That's right. I said, just said the name of the director. Yeah. author of that book. Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. Peach jealous. He wants Oh, yeah. Balance. I want those ads. Master of the Mirelock. Joe Meyer. Whoa, Woo, yeah. yeah. The Rocket, Dan Van Sky. Woo. Woo. Michael Sands of Time. Yeah. And pleasure. lastly, float like a butterfly, Samad Ali. Whoa, yes. yes. Thank you very much. But let's see what you guys think. We've got the su- 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 super chats we with Randy Andy Dutton. What if, though, Baron kind of started a women's mid-card of evil to beat up Becky? Oh, good God. The welcoming committee, you mean? Mm. Led by... Call up of Shayna Baszler. To become, yeah. to be immediately pulled into Baron Corbin's mid-card really? that's not, mid-card vortex. That's the only no. division safe mm. from the mid-card of mm-hmm. evil so mm. far. And uh, the EC3 thing, did you see his tweet? <coughs> he no. says, uh, every time I make you laugh... I suffer more inside. <laughs> and also people are suggesting that it is the, the referee shirt that makes everyone weak. Because as soon yes, as you wear a referee shirt, you are made of glass of and course. wet paper and horrible. That's true. Yeah. I forgot about that. Because EC3 was wearing his referee mm. shirt when it happened. That's true. Corbin wasn't wearing one when he got Young hit wasn't. with a chair. Yeah, but he got hit like seven times. So it makes up for it. Yeah. I'm pritcheting this really hard. <laughs> anyway, let's get ready to super chat let's. with Jobber JJ starting us off with Hello Ollie, I have a feeling that Corbin is winning. Ooh, it's bold. I well we'll we'll do our predictions on Thursday. Uh, predictions four will go up tomorrow. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know who I'm gonna go for. I think Seth will retain. I do as well. I I well. I think I'm probably picking with my heart here. I don't want Baron to win, but I, d- I don't think he will unless there's some sort of stupid booking choice. I think unless there's like a Lesnar or something mm. to cost Rollins, he won't lose. Yeah, if, if Corbin wins, it'll be for He'll only hold the title for a few minutes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But a Shane McMahon champion on SmackDown mm. and a Baron Corbin champion on Raw. Uh, and it's then the you dark have, timeline. And then you have wild cards and they show up together on shows. With their respective posses, always them. having celebration segments. <laughs> and Tamina could win both Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they could start a three. Stop trying to bring the women into the <laughs> mid card of evil. Yeah, leave him alone. Sorry. Uh, Tim Arndt says, "How is today treating you, gentlemen?" Pretty well so far. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Good, wonderful. Vernon Jeffries says, I found it odd that Michael Cole was excited to show the Firefly Funhouse, <laughs> but thought that the Hardy compound was too disturbing to watch not long ago. What is that voice you're doing? I'm doing an announcer voice. Stop it. No. It's, don't like it. The the Michael Cole thing and his relationship with Firefly Funhouse was infuriating at the start, but now I just find it funny. Where yeah. he'll go, oh, coming up later, Firefly Funhouse, Firefly Funhouse, stick around, watch that. And then they'll play it and they'll be like, 
What was that? What was that? <laughs> what was well, that? Luckily, like he's losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily they skipped straight to another segment. They didn't go back to the yeah, commentary yeah, team yeah, after yeah, yeah. this week, which yeah. was good. Well, we'll get on. To that. <laughs> Dustin Pylon says WWE our pay per view isn't doing well. Let's announce a tag match for the show by having a six man tag with both teams. That'll convince the marks to watch. <laughs> oh yeah, and then and then yeah. switch it. Yeah. To do a DQ finish, and actually, it's a 20 man tag. Oh my God. Don't even. Which, uh, I don't know. The name is in Japanese, so I don't know what it says. But uh, what is your favorite Cesaro tag team? The Bar, The Real Americans, or Tyson Kidd? Um, well, it's The Kings of Wrestling with Chris Hero, <laughs> actually, is the correct answer. Yeah. But out of those, you know, I never got on with The Bar. I've, I've got to be honest. I out of those three, I really it's like really Cesaro hard. and Tyson Kidd's yeah. work. Yeah, see, I I like them as well. I think they were on the cusp of just doing something great when Tyson oh, yeah. Kidd got injured. Yeah, that was what it is. So they were a great tag team, but they never really had the spotlight to show it. I really like the Real Americans. It was a really convoluted tag team. Yeah, they got really over though, and I love the work that they did because he's Swiss. I was so into We the People as well. Yeah, I yeah, loved yeah. it. Um, and. I was I was never really on board with the bar, but they had some fantastic matches, and that made me like them more. So probably the bar, I'd say. Ryan F says plot twist: Lesnar will show up at stomping grounds and be the special guest referee, and then cash in. Mm. Yep. Yeah, we've. Yep. Yeah. 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 I'd hate but it. But potentially, I'd hate it. Uh, Snake Lord Gaming says, "Can you say Exodus in is an amazing LARP in Aus- in Australia?" What? Exodus is an amazing LARP in Australia. So that's live action role play, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Tis. I know things. Um, <laughs> William Adams says, why is the top face hitting innocent people with chairs and hitting them in the groin? Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's, yeah, I don't think they know what Seth's character is. Yeah. And, and I think their definition of innocent is skewed because they're associated with Corbin, therefore they're evil, is what Rollins thinks. The ball shots, though, not on board with. <laughs> I can yeah. dig attacking him with a chair. But when you're just winning with low blows and stuff, it's... Well, it depends on the character. Steve Austin could get away with that. Eddie Guerrero could get away with that. Eddie Guerrero they're, definitely they're, they're could, They're yeah. badass tweeners. Yeah. Uh, but, but Seth really needed... And it all stems back to when he came back after injury. He should have just come back as an out-and-out babyface, denouncing everything he did before. But he didn't. He came back, and he was like, oh, Stephanie, we go back, you know. He should do that laugh again that he did. Every time he did a ball <laughs> shot. Ha, ha, ha. John. <laughs> John. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, bad. Japanese name again says, which would you rather have? Abs like Finn Balor, mm. a moustache like Robert Roode, or hair like Tanahashi? Hair like Tanahashi. I think everyone. I'm really, I'm really torn. Everyone now. in this office would like hair like Tanahashi. I'm because really no one torn now because obviously hair is a thing that I don't have much of. So I would very much like hair like Tanahashi. However, I've been obsessed with Finn Balor's abs for ages. Yeah, they're so good, and I love them. EC3's abs don't get a lot of uh, love. They're impressive. They are. <laughs> I mean, EC3 as a specimen is impressive. Mm, great bod. Uh, He's I an mean, action figure. I've been to the gym five days in a row now, and I am, I am pretty much the same. You know that's bad, right? You need rest time. No, I'm not doing very big workouts. Just just little ones. Okay. Randy doesn't need rest. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs rest? His rest, rest is, is for to... weaklings. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Dominguez says, Ricochet versus Joe will be refreshing. Also, hi, Andy. Hello, Michael. 
Ricochet versus Joe. Yeah, yeah. So Hopefully. that was set up on this show for the US title this this Sunday. Yeah. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I am as well. I hope they get enough time. Yes, the US Which, title is cursed. Yeah. So I'm I'm really hoping because we don't have that many matches compared to most WWE shows. We don't have that many matches. So I'm hoping they give them like 15 minutes. Just be like, go have fun. There's they still won't. Time. But, you know. Sean Dunn says fake Bailey Sting just joined the new women's order, which is the NWO. Yeah. Yep. There's a there's a branch off the uh, Bailey Sting thing really? later you'll enjoy. Is that, <laughs> is that still happening? There is. Uh, it's a new character. Sam Cropper, thank you very is much for ba- your... <laughs> is it Sting Sasha Banks? You're close. Uh, <laughs> Sam Cropper says nothing, but thank you very much for your donation. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Drew Schneider says went down to Texas, met the girl, not a catfish like you expected. Sorry, Ollie, didn't get to add to your favourite show. I don't know. This what was that is. yeah, wasn't was this last this week? Someone said they were going to meet someone they met online, Maybe. and I, 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 I might have forgotten. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm glad it worked out for yeah. you. Yeah, well it's done, good. I'm also slightly I'm... disappointed it wasn't a stupid story. <laughs> but but more, I'm more happy for yeah. you, but also a little bit yeah. sad that it went My so well. friend, very, very quickly, my friend punctured her tire the other day, and then she met up, and then this guy stopped to help her, and then they exchanged, they, they got on so well, they exchanged numbers, and they're going to go on a date. They, I feel like they have to get married now, because that's one of the best stories ever. Anyway, it's a meat cute. It is. It is, yeah. So yeah, I didn't know what that was, and then uh, my girlfriend was like, that's a meat cute. <laughs> well, well, good contribution to the yeah, wrestling show. You. Yeah, Gerald Akuff, thank you very much for your donation. Thank Sparks you. Entertainment says Sullivan beats in Lucha Party, and then f- the fiend pops up and absolutely pummels Sullivan, maybe through the announce table. Imagine the pop that'll get. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it would get a pop because it's the return of Bray Wyatt. That would be a, a cool, gonna, a cool thing to do. However, Sullivan. Sullivan might be injured, uh, so I don't know if we're going to be seeing him or he's going to be how long he's going to be out for. Um, but I also don't want to see Bray Wyatt feud with Lars Sullivan on his return feud. So yeah, there's I don't, that. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. Nor yeah. will it get a, a big pop. Any sort of pop will just be because it's Bray Wyatt returning. Exactly. Yeah. Not because that's an intriguing story. Yeah. Ooh, Stream Slayer. That was a terrible. <laughs> Never do that again. Turned 21 yesterday, spent a raw drinking with friends, and got to watch. Baron Corbin hold the Universal Championship. Hi, what a birthday. Go, Corbin. <laughs> that yeah. must have been fun. Mm. Yeah. yeah, go, Corbin. Go, Corbin, team uh, Corbin. Should we, just, should we just try and do what Simon Miller does and just enjoy the product? I, I tried. Yeah. Come on, Baron Corbin. Come on, Corbin. What a heel. Is Simon Miller Baron Corbin? Yes. Yeah, um, yeah my, my friend who I uh, stayed with before and he, he lives near me, we meet up for... Most wrestling shows will meet up and drink and have a good time. He is a huge Baron Corbin fan, and he's like, there is no need for him to get as much hate as he does because he just loves everything that Baron Corbin does. So he's just like, yeah, Baron Corbin, Universal Champ, yeah, let's go. And I'm just like, I don't know if we can be friends. He's a troll. <laughs> Your friend's a troll. He is very let's just much do a, a troll. few more because we've got the rest of the show to go through. Yeah, uh, KJ, here we go. Ollie says, since Bailey Sting is a thing, can we have Sasha Biker Undertaker? Biker Taker <laughs> is the best version of Taker. Plus, it'll be a nice refresh for Sasha. Uh, <laughs> no. No. I'm on board with Bailey Sting. I'm not on board with Sasha that would Biker be Taker. Dead man walking. It's just <laughs> Sasha, Sasha on a tricycle. Banks. Sasha Banks comes out in the full Undertaker on a motorcycle, gets off and does the little electric scooter thing she does. 
Oh, God. Alice no. Wolfer says, thank you for watching this so I could actually enjoy my birthday yesterday. Happy 25 to me. Happy, Happy 25th 25, birthday. Alice. And come on, birthday. Corbin. Team Corbin. Come on, Corbs. All right, go. we will do three more for now, I suppose. Uh, Michael Dominguez again says, oh, my God, Rollins versus Corbin in a chairs match next. Ugh. Yeah. It could be uh, the way they're going. Yeah. Yeah. That, but TLC's a while away. No, but I it's fully... Extreme ex- Rules, though. There'll be a... It's the next show. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. And it's in Philadelphia, so you know it's going to be extreme. But it's chairs match. Okay. Okay. Uh, Crazy Lewis says, I want to see a pig of Luke riding a llama. Because uh, well, he's in Peru. Hmm. Well... If he gets a picture of him riding a llama, we'll be sure, we'll be to, sure to show it. I yeah, guess. We're, we're, we won't put the thumbnails up here for an entire week. It'll just be Luke on a llama. <laughs> and finally, for now, Jobber JJ four nine six Ollie Davis number one fan says Nicholas for the special guest referee. <laughs> He's not really in that storyline though, is no, he? No. I mean, I'd love it. He's the son of a referee, John Cone. That, so uh, that would be that would got- be funny. Not for a main event match okay. on a pay-per-view, though. The shark jumped a while ago. Oh, yeah, that's Let's true. Just chuck it all at the wall. This show, of course, began with... Uh, we'll get to the rest of your Super Chats at the end of the, the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Elias started the show with, mm-hmm. with his Seth Rollins thing. And then, with Elias beaten up in the ring <coughs> after Seth beat him down with a chair... Each one of the five US title number one contenders came out for mm-hmm. their uh, five-way elimination match. Each person who came in, be it heel or face, Bobby Lashley or Ricochet, hit a move on Elias. I didn't get it at all. It was funny, and I was like, huh, that's cool. But I was like, aren't Bobby and Elias friends? Like, wh- hmm? Why yeah. is Elias just getting trashed on by everyone? I think it it was just funny that again when when stuff's good <laughs> you don't you, you the, don't the have nitpicks to are okay but yeah. uh yeah the Bobby Lashley thing makes no sense I I I feel like it should have been the fate is doing it and probably not the heels and then I I probably would have popped my and be like hey that's cool mm. yeah screw you Elias and then like the two heels came out afterwards or something like that I don't know I think it gets over more when the heels do it as well I guess it, that's just, true. it shows how much disdain they have for Elias. Why do they hate him? He's done nothing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, Cesaro kind of makes sense because he's not out and out a heel. That's true. He's yeah. he's just uh, he's just a bit nasty to ricochet. Yeah, and I, I also would have got it if any of the heels were from LA because Elias was trashing mm-hmm. LA before Rollins came out. That would have made total sense as well. I'm well on board to that. But Bobby La, Bobby Bobby L- L- Ashley, yeah. Uh, so they had a five person elimination match. We I referred did. to this earlier in that. You don't have to make it an elimination match because while all five guys had their individual moments to look great, I thought Cesaro really looked the best. There was a spot early on where he picked up Braun Strowman on his shoulders, sort of threw Braun Strowman on the ground, and he's just been awesome Cesaro, and then he got pinned. Yeah. Like uh, two minutes in. Like, oh, oh yeah. Everyone's going to get pinned apart from one person. Mm -hmm. So... So Bobby Lashley or Braun Strowman would run wild and have a hot moment, but then the heels Cesaro and Lashley, who'd hit eliminated, beat him up and helped Ricochet, who's a babyface, 
hit the 6.30 on Strowman to eliminate Strowman. It was so strange. Like, I'm, I completely get Strowman eliminating Lashley and Cesaro and then them getting retaliation and beating up Strowman. Completely on board with that. And then even after that, if they left and Ricochet kind of just came to on the outside of the ring and saw Strowman down and went, okay, let's do this. He went up here at 6.30 and like pinned Braun. Awesome. That's a great way to protect Braun and make Ricochet look good. But Ricochet hit the 6.30 seeing that they'd beaten up Braun and then they all pinned with Ricochet to eliminate Braun, which made Ricochet look rubbish because they're all he's siding with the heels, it looks like. And then I think the commentary tried to play it off and to be like, oh, I don't think Ricochet can believe what he what just happened. It was like, but he he saw he knew what he was yeah. doing. He saw the whole thing. That didn't make sense to me. But the rest of the match I thought was really fun. Yes. It was so much fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the match it, was very fun. It started off so quick as well. Uh, as soon as the bell rung, you could see people just like throwing each other and diving drop kicks and all sorts of stuff. Uh, Cesaro spot I popped big for when he lifted up Braun. And it, he didn't just like drop him. He threw him upwards off him, which was, was crazy. amazing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I put, I'm enjoying myself with it as a note because I couldn't quite believe that I was enjoying myself in a Raw match. Um, but yeah, and then Strowman slams Cesaro, eliminates him. He slams Lashley and eliminated him. He starts running over Miz and Ricochet, which is when Cesaro and Lashley beat him up and Ricochet eliminates him with a 630. Um, so then it's just Ricochet and Miz left in the match. Uh, it goes to uh, an ad break. And when we come back, we have uh, like five minutes or so with Miz and Ricochet at the end of the match with some nice back and forth, I thought. I thought they wrestled a pretty pretty decent TV match. There's uh, some few nice counters here and there, and uh, Miz went for a skull question finale, and Ricochet rolled him up, and then there's counter and figure fours and stuff like that. Eventually, Ricochet hit the 630 and won. Um, so now he's the number one contender for the US title against Samoa Joe at Stomping Grounds Time to King Has and Take Names. Yeah. Which I thought was a really cool way to start the show, because you had the really snappy opening with Rollins and Elias, and it was like, boom, chair shot. Ooh, exciting. And then you have the Fatal Five Way, really quick, fast pace. I'm like, wow, this is this is different. This is nice. I'm enjoying myself. Didn't like that bit with the ricochet spot with him sort of going heel a little bit there. But apart from that, really cool. It didn't go heel. He just looked like a yeah, coward. No, it, yeah, it looked heelish. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. He didn't turn heel, but it there was it was like a heelish moment, and I was like, that's a bit weird. Yeah, I I thought this was a really fun, fresh way to open the show, but we can't get around the fact that fundamentally it's built on nothing. Yeah, and that you, you can have this same fun match and just have one pinfall. Yeah, and yeah. and and Cesaro, Lashley, Strowman brawl outside. Ricochet pins Miz. You know who you know who would have been pinned though. Ricochet. Cesaro would have been pinned if it was a fatal five way and they wanted Ricochet to win. He was pinned anyway. Yeah, I know he it was. Doesn't make doesn't but, matter. But that would have made me sad that yeah. out of five people, Cesaro was the one that got pinned. Yeah, because you, you should just waste all four people rather than just one sacrifice. They don't get wasted. You're you're right, you're right. I'm just uh holding WWE to a higher standard. You anyway, are, Samoa Joe then beat up Ricochet immediately after. Yes. Looking forward to that match. That's kind of a dream match if, if yeah. Samoa Joe hadn't been booked into nothingness for mm. the last six months. Yeah, very uh, excited for it. Then a picture of Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch kissing on the MTV oh. Movie Awards Ooh. red carpet. Yeah. Also, bit weird, if my research is correct, which it probably isn't, but I think it is, The Rock won an award at the MTV Awards and they didn't mention it. Mm. But they mentioned the fact that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch were there. 
They blow hot weird. and cold with each other, WWE and The Rock, don't they? Yeah, it's a bit weird, but... Uh, but this, this transitioned into Becky Lynch coming out to the ring. She cut a, a pretty fine promo, you know, just nothing right? new. And she called out Lacey Evans. Lacey mm-hmm. Evans came out. She was, you know, said stuff. She yeah. said that she was a... She made reference to the fact that she was a Marine. Yeah, which the crowd were like, yay, Marine, like, cool. Do we Wait. cheer you? Yeah, they're like, um... Oh. Uh, uh, Armed it, forces do no wrong. Yeah. What what happened now? It, exactly. Yeah. How do I feel? It, it was uh, actually. I'm, a, I'm questioning my values. <laughs> exactly. Housemate Simon actually had a very good tweet that I saw this morning, which was that like it seems like such a convoluted way to get to what they wanted to say because hmm. Evans bringing up that she's a marine means Lynch can't trash her for being a marine. She's like, oh well, you know, I've got to commend you for being a marine, but also now you're trash. Why not just say you're trash in the first place and don't mention the fact that you're a Marine? Because yeah. then you have to like circumvent this thing that you've just said. Like, Just don't mention it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But, um, yeah, Lynch was essentially saying, you're a Marine. Why would you be doing all these backwards tactics and attacking people from behind you, doing all these crazy things? And I was like, yeah, that is a really good point. Why is Evans doing that when she's a Marine? And it just made the whole crowd just be like, huh? Yeah, it was a bit, bit weird, that. When they said the Marine thing, mm. I just more thought, well, why are you dressed like someone from the 40s? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. You just Ma- made me ask more questions about know, who yeah. you really are, as if I didn't believe in you as a character anyway. Exactly, Now yeah. you just said that you were a Marine. Yeah. Makes l- even less sense. Exactly, yeah. So Evans tries to get in the ring, Lynch hits a Bexploder immediately, and walks off wearing her hat. That was the go-home angle. It was fine. Like th- it was, was quick. Yeah, it was. It quick. wasn't fine. Yeah, at the very least, it was quick. Um, I like the fact that Lynch took a hat. If that's anything, like that's really minor, though. Like this, this Lacey Evans feud. And I, I know, I, I told you so. Everyone was like, "Yay, Lacey Evans!" I was like, "No, this is Becky Lynch's feud for the next four months." Yeah, and that's what's happened. We're doing fine if it was one month, <coughs> but it wasn't. Mm. Um, yeah, one bit that Becky, uh, a line that Becky had in that promo, which I thought she was not going to follow up on, was the next time you get within striking distance of the man, I'll give you what you deserve. And I was like, I bet you she doesn't. I bet you because they did it before. Mm. Lev Evans will come out and then they won't fight. But credit to them, they actually did it where Evans tried to get in the ring and immediately Becky just exploded her, like through the ropes. And I was like, okay, at least she doesn't look stupid. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, then the Revival, who are the tag team champions. It was a really cool shot here. <laughs> totally forgot that they were as well. Yeah. It was a really cool shot where there was a camera filming sort of from ringside, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the ring that is, and then it turns round, tracks through the crowd, goes into the one of the sort of entrance areas, and the Revival are walking along as mm-hmm. they do that, and they follow them through, and they go into a room which has Shane and Drew celebrating in. Mm-hmm. That was all one shot. Yeah. That was very... That that was that was very AEW in the in mm. what they in how they film their sort of not their in ring wrestling but their sort of backstage stuff on a, a gib I mm-hmm. believe it's called yeah. where you kind of track people round yeah so I I appreciated them trying something new mm-hmm. and at least as well it was shot very differently and Shane's VIP lounge looked very different to the normal you know, like backstage party yeah. segments that they have where they just have a room that looks exactly the same, but it's got tables and snacks in it. At least this one actually looked like a VIP lounge. It looked like a nice place to be, which was good. And crucially, it wasn't in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Shane McMahon yeah. is so much more bearable when he's not in front of a live audience and That's he's true. just backstage there. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole different dynamic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, then we got the Baron Corbin interview where he was hit by Seth's chair. Then Daniel Bryan and Rowan came out to rag on Los Angeles. So how many wild cards is that? Is that just number oh, I, two? I, I've got a total at the end if we want to do so it. Let's just, I, I let's just look at the total at the through, end. Yeah. And um, they sort of they rag on LA and they say they're going to beat up Rollins later on because Bryan has... Rollins has never beaten Brian. And then they say how they're the best tag team in WWE. Mm-hmm. Cue the Viking, Ra- Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders music. Mm-hmm. And they walk out and they just have sort of a stare off, mm-hmm. a beard off, as it were. Yeah. Like ships passing in the night. And then they go down to the ring. Brian and Roan disappear. That was a nice bit of future foreshadowing. I like it. Yeah. If they ever follow up on it. No, yeah. Which well, they won't. Thing. But. Uh, and the Viking... Raiders just beat a local enhancement Squash team. Squash some local talent, do the Viking experience, one, two, three. It's n- nice to see him on Raw. First time in over a month. Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, and this was such a frantic opening to Raw. I, I know we've been down on it, but it really was, we're, we're down on the sort of fundamental bits, which makes it sound <laughs> a lot worse, <laughs> The The dressing and the superficial side of it was actually quite exciting. It was. And as soon as they've beaten these jobbers, the Viking Raiders, the camera whips, does a pan across ringside, and you're like, yeah, I've seen this before. They do it all the time. What family won a competition? Or where's Jon mm-hmm. Stewart in the crowd? Yeah. And then it suddenly lands on Carmella and R-Truth in ridiculous sort of turn-of-the-century disguises. Yeah, I think uh, R-Truth was either like a beefeater or like someone from the Civil War. Holding a baby. (laughs) Yeah, and Carmella had a moustache, I think. Looked like Abe Lincoln. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Sexy Abe Lincoln. (laughs) It was a bit weird. But but it was very funny, and then eventually the the commentators start playing it up. The crowd started realising who these people were, and then eventually they're like, oh no, we've been spotted. And then they kind of drop their disguise and start running as the undercard rushes out to try and grab the 24-7 title, Mm. as per usual. Um what happened to R-Truth being trapped in a crate from last yeah, week? Yeah, they dropped that, obviously. Just... They, they mentioned it on, on commentary, but that was... The, I mean, there was stuff you could do there. Absolutely, yeah. Like, you could play this in another week yeah, and, and not run out of material so far. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know, but... But the, 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 So, Truth went under the ring. Yeah, and yeah. And the, the, the guys are trying to get... The, first, they tried to lift up the LED screen ring apron, <laughs> which I found funny. Yeah. But then they lifted up the other apron... And they pulled out Titus Worldwide. <laughs> Titus O'Neil. T- Titus O'Neil, sorry. Yeah, the entire tag team. Yeah. Titus yeah, Worldwide. Yeah. He's, <laughs> pu- <laughs> he's pulling on to Apollo <laughs> Crews and as Dana Brooke. Akira Tozawa. <laughs> oh, God, he was part of it, wasn't he? <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Yeah, um, yeah th- and then uh, he was there and he was like, what, what are you guys doing? Why are you pulling me out? And then it was a funny moment because mm. the commentary was like, well, why is he under the ring? It's just that's just his home now, I guess. Because he was down there once. One Pete. time when he slipped, he was there. That's Again, his home that, now. That is a brilliant example of if you think about it, falls apart. <laughs> it makes no sense. But it was funny. It's funny, and it's in a comedy segment, so it makes perfect sense. It's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, so then, our truth and come out and run off. Yep. So no, no title changes or anything on this one. Yeah. So our truth's been champion for, for about yeah thirteen days, maybe eight days. Uh, yeah. The then we got, actually, low-key, my favourite segment of the night. Okay. We're back in the Shane Celebration Lounge, mm-hmm. and Heath Slater walks in. Oh, was that now? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, Sorry, and, yeah. And he asks for a raise, 
And there's an interesting dynamic there because Shane's a heel, the revival of these new goons, and they're, they're la. I, I mean, if you unpack this further, but you get all these reports of WWE management offering loads of money to people who aren't even really being used, mm-hmm. and the revival were one of these people who reportedly turned that down. Yep. And then here comes Heath Slater, who's like, I want more money. Ha ha, you're asking for more money. Yeah. So it's... it's yeah, it was there was a lot of stuff going yeah, on here. There was, yeah. But then Drew McIntyre, of course, has this relationship with Heath from 3MB. 3MB. And he's got this tortured look on his face, like, ah, oh, my buddy. He's got kids. Mm-hmm. Thousands and thousands <laughs> of kids. Yep. And he needs money to support them. And Heath walks off, and Drew's like, I'm going to go after yeah. him. Yeah. Sh- Shane says no to a pay raise. And yeah. the, the uh, I think it was Dash or Dawson, I can't remember which one, just like spat out their drink when. Uh, Heath asked for a raise <laughs> and then Shane was like whoa, whoa, whoa guys come on he, he, it's fine he, he walked in here like a man and I've got to respect that no mm. and then uh, and then Heath walked off but then Drew afterwards was just like man he's my buddy I'm gonna I'm gonna go go help him out you know uh, so Heath was just outside the VIP room and he was just on the phone just being like ah oh, they're not gonna do didn't get my raise kind of thing and then Drew comes out to be like hey Heath you know we go way back and uh, you know hey it pains me to see you like this. I need to I need to help you out. He goes and pulls out some money. He's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? He's like, no, 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 Heath, let me help you out. This is really important. And I was like, what's happening? This is really strange. And then Drew goes to hand him some money and then drops it on the floor. And then he's like, oh, no, no, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I got it, I got it, I got it. And as he goes down, Drew then flips and starts attacking Heath Slater. I did not think I would pop for Drew McIntyre beating up Heath Slater. And yet here I was. Mm. He looked awesome because he like he just did like a forearm i think to start and then just smashed his head into like this wooden board that was there and just repeatedly was just beating him up and then he had to be pulled off by the revival and shane they're like whoa, whoa, whoa calm down and he was like still trying to like kick him in the head and stuff i was like this is awesome like this is so good yeah. i yeah it was unexpectedly amazing there's layers you can read into that as well like mm-hmm. why did drew go off on slater so much and you're like ah because i guess drew's whole motivation is that he He's angry at everyone for not really taking hold of where they are in the company. Mm. And Heath probably represents to him the last time he didn't do that himself when Mm. they were just loitering as beloved comedy jobber act 3MB with Jinder Mahal. So he's trying to destroy his own demons. I I loved it. And this, for me, was the most effective heel work Drew has done on the main roster. Yeah, it was so good. Because there was an emotional connection to it. It wasn't just, oh, we need someone to beat up Seth Rollins or Dean Ambrose or Roman Reigns. Drew could do that. Yeah. Where there's no real proper meat to that story. There's no emotional hook. But here there very much was. And they played it up perfectly. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely fantastic. And then just the icing on the cake for this segment at the very end. Everyone's kind of rushing back into the VIP room. The Revival pick up all the money. And then go after them. Which was was so funny. It was so good. Uh, Unfortunately... There was an audio botch at the start. Yeah, they yeah, didn't have so, any audio, yeah. Yeah, so there was... Heath, Heath was talking in that backstage skip bit, and you could you could hear them, but not loudly. Mm-hmm. So Michael Cole started to do audio commentary yeah. for it, and it just... Oh, it was it was a bit botched, but yeah. it came good in the end. Yep. Uh, then we got the Sammy and KO show into the six-man tag bit that we've already talked about. Did you see Sammy Zayn on the entrance... Uh, playing the guitar, playing the air guitar. Oh, no, I missed that. So good. Best thing since Carlo Riley. Better than Carlo Riley? No, of course not. What is? But incredible nonetheless. And also, Kevin had a very funny moment on this 
because obviously this was probably a last minute decision where they were going to bring back the Kevin and Sammy show, but Kevin was playing it up like he had it planned. And he was like, hey, I told these guys to update all the graphics and all that stuff, but none of them know it. So thanks, Bob. And like yeah. he said, it to the back, which I really liked. I love Kevin Owens. He's so funny. He also had the, he's got the, the cards, you know, that he goes yeah, through. Yes. And he goes, Baron. Corbin, Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like saying all these things and moving the cards mid-sentence yeah. like the worst time where you know there wouldn't be a break in the cards he's so good and you know it's gonna be Corbin <laughs> that, uh, honestly that is like that shows the man because that's got to have come from him right that yeah. is that is a brilliant is. joke and yeah. it's a brilliant piece of comedy and what's great is it seemed <laughs> like Kevin cared a bit more this week yeah, before, not, it wasn't he, full care. No, no, no. I but think he's about I hovering he, around 40% care He cared still. a bit more this week, it looked like. At least he wasn't completely just like drained and wasn't into yeah. anything. So anything. sandwiched between those segments was AJ Styles backstage in the medical room, seemingly getting cleared for his, his injury, his back injury, I think yeah. he's got. And he said he would be back in the ring any time now. Mm. So he didn't say an exact date, but sometime soon, hopefully. Coming soon. Special yeah. style. Oh, Lurking. Uh... And Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson came in mm-hmm. wearing their their doc- doctor stuff, of course, and they're joking around. And AJ Styles like, ah, hey, yeah, blah blah blah. Um, the greatest tag team in WWE, the Usos. Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, I thought you were talking about us. And AJ goes off on them for not being serious anymore, and not, mm-hmm. and you know they're not on WWE anymore. So when they have the match against the Usos later, they need to step up. And of course, this is the club from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Well, from like three months. And yeah. It, it went really well and they just broke them up. In a few with John Cena. Beat up John Beat Cena. Beat up John Cena. It was a great thing. And people still quote that. Yeah. That's still their thing. Yeah, they, they debuted in WWE three years ago. Yeah, they said that on commentary Whoa. as well. Yeah. That's mental, isn't it? They've done nothing. Because it wasn't in that arena. Yes, yeah, it was in the Staples Center. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was a night after SummerSlam, I think it was. In No. No. No, I think it was after Mania. Oh, was it after Mania? Yeah, because they AJ came in at Royal Rumble that year, but they're that's con- right. they, they had a bit longer. That's right. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. So that that that's this is seemingly setting up a storyline for the the club to get back together. Ideally, yeah. I was quite excited because because then Colin and Luke were just like, "You want us to get serious? Fine." We're gonna. We got a match against the Usos tonight. Later, we'll show you how serious we can be. Yeah. And I was like, are, okay, cool. They are teaming together on the Japan tour mm. with Triple H. So yeah. Oh, so maybe it's yeah. just all a push for that. Actually. Yeah. Sometimes maybe. they do that and then just drop it afterwards. Yep. Uh, then we right. got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross having whatever the hell they're doing with their characters. Don't, Alexa, uh, did gave... we talk about the match? Oh, we did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Alexa gave Nikki Cross uh, um, a coffee cup. <laughs> With a scroll in, and Nikki unfurled the scroll, and it said, "We'll have a women's tag team title shot tonight." And I was just like, "This isn't good." No, it's really bad. Because they want to push Alexa's mug for merch. Now, like, well, we need to have something in the mug. We can't can't just give her a mug. I think Bliss genuinely thinks this is good. Yeah. And this is coming from her. Yeah. Just just from what came out earlier this year about the. The guy seeing her topless—that mm-hmm. was apparently all her idea. Yep. The coffee stuff—it's not funny. Yeah, no, and just, well, maybe it could bad. be funny if it was performed better. But it's weird because she's such a good promo and she's so good at acting usually. Yeah. But this isn't working. No, not at all. Um. Then we got Paul Heyman come out and he just said Brock Lesnar's not here, or is he? Or is he? Uh, Cashin won't happen, or will or it? Or will it? Yeah. 
Yeah, this uh, was tired. Well done for talking about the entire stipulation as it's been for the last decade. <laughs> like, I don't know. And he, he says that he's not going to be the referee on Sunday because he's scared of a chair, I guess, or something. Or will he? Or will he, yeah. Uh, then Baron Corbin did the Eric Young thing. Uh, then we got the Usos taking on Gallows and Anderson. And Gallows and Anderson came out the gate here dominating the Usos. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hey, okay. We had the EC3 thing. Mm-hmm. We had, like, Roth does feel different. Maybe this is a soft reset mm-hmm. for Gallows and Anderson. And then they were beaten by a double super kick in about two minutes. Yeah. They looked really good. They did a the move. I really hate the name of this move, but they did a boot of doom, mm. uh, which is, you know, one of their bigger moves. It's not magic killer, but it's up there. Um, and then, yeah, they, they still look right. They were still dominating and they still had control. And then it was the Usos came in and hit a double super kick and won. It was like, oh. And then they showed AJ Styles was backstage watching it. And I was like, okay, this feels a bit more big time. It's not just some throwaway segment to set up Revival, uh, uh, Revival Usos versus Gallows and Anderson. And they just wanted to have Styles on the show. So they just kind of threw him there. They still followed up on it. And they had Styles watching backstage. I was like, maybe this is leading to something. That's cool. And I didn't mind them losing. I much would have preferred it if it was a longer match, though. Yes, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, they could... Yeah. Tr- yeah. Uh, I guess, hopefully, I'm being optimistic here, although WWE have teased so many club oh, version reunions yeah. and not delivered on them. Yep. Uh, but I'm hoping this is... AJ will help them get good and then they'll become a faction and we'll, we'll do that yes, for a bit. Yes, hopefully. Uh, then Hulk Hogan cut a mobile phone promo. <laughs> About with loads of belts in the background, it was it was promoting uh, some women's sport on FS1. I think it was soccer, soccer, football, which is interesting because that's where Raw's going. Well, SmackDown's going to later this year. Mm-hmm. So that was the first sort of Fox promotion we've had on WWE TV. Yeah. Uh, then Roman Reigns came out. Wildcard Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. Yep. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, no one I forgot. does. I no actually forgot that yeah. that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came out and he he cut a boring promo. Very boring. And then Shane McMahon appeared on the Titan Tron to cut his own boring promo. Mm-hmm. And then he threw to Drew McIntyre. And Drew didn't cut a... It was like a well-delivered promo, but by this point, Still it was all really so generic. Yeah. But then Drew said something about Roman's kids... And Roman was just like, all right, I'm dropped the mic, got out the ring, walked through the crowd to where the celebration area was, and beat the heck out of everyone. Yeah, which was really, really cool. Which was great. It yeah, was yeah. So he threw the revival into the walls, he powerbombed Drew McIntyre through a table, chased Shane McMahon into the ring, and speared him. Yeah, Superman punched and spear, and he looked really cool. Yeah. They should probably should have just like led with that so that Roman comes out and looks like he's going to say something and then suddenly Shane McMahon appears on the throne and is like whoa, whoa, whoa you know I don't want you to have too much time it's all about me Shane McMahon hardy hardy ha and then Pastor Drew and then Roman doesn't say anything and just goes and beats them all up that would have been so much cooler but still this was great yeah this was really really good uh and it did build a Shane Roman match, though. Oh God, yeah, didn't and the, it? Just? And the match this Sunday is Drew versus Reigns. That that is the one big criticism I have for this. This shouldn't have been a go home angle because I'm not interested in seeing Roman and Drew now. I'm mildly interested in seeing Roman versus Shane, especially after you know the angle from here. But they did nothing to build like Drew up at all. He cut the promo, sure, but he's been cutting promos for three, four weeks now on Roman. So it's like there's not there's nothing different and I'm not excited 
see that match, which yeah. is unfortunate because it could be, on paper, really good. Both well, of them are good wrestlers. You're thinking short term. Yeah. This, this is ne- it's not about Roman and Drew. Exactly. It's This is a Roman and Shane feud. Exactly. Drew's just an obstacle that yeah. Roman has to overcome, which really sucks. Also, the revival are great. Because, oh, yeah, yeah. Because Shane, when he was cutting his promo, was like, I am so hot, they call me Mr. Fahrenheit. And one of them just screams over and goes, ha, nice one! Like, really loud off the mic. They're so good. Yeah, they are professional wrestlers. Like, even if they've got one foot out the door and they yeah. both, they you know, reportedly asked for their releases, they are not, like, they have not mentally checked out. They are no, fully going for this still. Yeah, you know, so good. Oh, we we need to shave our backs and make us look terrible. Yep, we're going to give yeah, that 100%. Do it. So I respect them so much. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, they've got a job to do and they will goddamn do it. Then we got uh, Bailey, Naomi, and Natalia are any of standing them, backstage. Any of them wild cards? I know Bailey is. She's SmackDown Women's Only Champion. Bailey. Only, Only Bailey. Only Bailey. Okay. And, and it, I think they were meant to be caught mid conversation. <laughs> But instead, Natalia just looked at them both and went, ha. Huh. <laughs> and it was really stilted and it didn't work. And all the charisma was just being, you could hear it just go. Tamina was standing out just off. Yeah. Just off. <laughs> and Charlie Caruso comes in and says, oh, there are rumors, Bailey, that you're being horrible about your fans. Or mm. like you didn't take a photo with a fan who was wearing a Nikki Cross shirt. I think yeah, that was yeah. And Bailey was like, that's not true. Yeah. Walks off. Because she walks down to the Iconics versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross match, mm-hmm. which was for the women's tag team titles. <coughs> and blah, blah, blah. Wrestling, pretty boring match. But Bailey, Bliss took out Bailey first and then they scuffled and that caused Nikki Cross to lose. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, off the back of this, Cross is furious because she really wanted those women's tag team titles because she wants gold and because I think she genuinely believes in her friendship with Alexa. But Alexa sort of riles her up and says, well, look, Bailey did this. She cost her. She cost us that match. So Nikki says, I will be in your corner this Sunday at Stomping Grounds. Time to kick has to take names. Which is, you know, a, a, it's a pretty good narrative for, for manipulation. But unfortunately... The characters weren't right for it. This isn't Nikki Cross's character. Exactly. It, it's this part of it. I think is a good narrative. The story they told on this show, and if you take it in a bubble on this show alone, was pretty good. Nikki just being like, "Oh yeah, we get a, a women's tag team title match. That's great." Then they come out, and Bailey unintentionally, well, I say unintentionally, unintentionally costs them the match. She doesn't mean to cost Cross, but she's just retaliating to Alexa mm. Bliss. So then Cross is upset with Bailey, and that that makes sense. That's a decently told story, but just no one cares no. because none of the rest of the story has followed any of this. Plus, the payoff to this is probably going to be Alexa turns on Nikki, and we've seen that. 17 million times before. So how could we really get invested when we know what's coming? If there's any other payoff to this that isn't Alexa turning on Nikki, at least that will be surprising. Hmm. But like, from the way it's going, Alexa's just manipulating Nikki, which we've seen. Alexa's gonna turn on Nikki, which we've seen. Nikki will win the oncoming feud, which will which we've seen, and then Alexa's gonna find the new friend. Like, it's just the same. It's just a cycle that Alexa keeps going Unless through. Unless Cross turns heel. I guess that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Beats her down. Exactly, yeah. But then we got the most consistently excellent thing in WWE. Still the best thing. Even though this was a much more enjoyable show, this mm-hmm. was still just multiple leagues above. Absolutely. 
the Firefly Funhouse, episode nine. Episode nine. Which, well, I, you know, Bray tweeted out that there were eight episode titles. To me, this felt like the last episode because what happened in it, he starts off gardening and he says, this is a garden for your mind. This, this is why I've built this place because, you know, you can come in here and believe that the, the earth isn't round. Mm. Do you know anyone who's walked all the way around it? Mm-hmm. It's like really good lines like that. And this is for all the outsiders to live here and the fun never stops. And then the feed just breaks down and it goes into this nightmarish montage of maggots. Uh, it was all it was all hooked together by someone adjusting their radio mm-hmm. to find the right station. And it goes from, like, there's a bit of the muscle man. Then there's a different version of the muscle man dance. Then there's another version, which is like a rap version. I was mm-hmm. like, I want that version. Yeah. And it was just so, so well done. And unlike anything else in this company, it made it feel so unique. And then it finally settles on a station that's a kid singing Follow the Leader. Mm-hmm. And Bray is so good at taking nursery rhymes or other sort of folksy songs, Whole World in His Hands, for instance, mm-hmm and making them so creepy. And that's what he's done with Follow the Leader. I hope that's, you know, that the whole crowd starts singing, Follow the Leader. Is that the right tune? Follow the, the Leader. leader. Yeah. Follow the Leader. That's right, isn't sure. it? Sure. Isn't there a hip-hop version? Isn't it? Like, Follow the Leader. That's the, that's the one. Yeah, thank Maybe. You. I, doubt, I doubt that one will be Maybe. played. And it just, it was just excellent. And I, I felt like this was the Firefly Funhouse world disintegrating to allow the fiend into the WWE universe. Yeah, that's definitely what it felt like. And he, he starts off, you know, like you said, doing the gardening, but then he introduces all of the characters mm. that have been present for Firefly Funhouse. This felt like a recap of all the all the characters that we've met. You know, that's why I built this place, so we could all come together. And it shows Ramblin' Rabbit and Mercy the Buzzard and Huskus the Pig yep. and the Devil Vince McMahon thing and Abby the Witch, and they're all there. And they all say, join us, which I'm, I bet another certain YouTube channel are really annoyed about. Um... Adam Pacitti actually tweeted about that. He said, I'll see you in court. Oh, yeah, because they came up with the creepy <laughs> phrase, join us. Um, yeah, and then Bray cuts all like the happy-go-lucky, super, you know, happy stuff, and then looks directly at the camera, and he just says, people worship what they fear. Fear is power. Follow the leader. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and then it cut to the, the creepy montage thing and there's yeah loads of remixes of muscle man dance from loads of different genres and there's a let me in at the end and i was like okay i'm very excited for this and also really creeped out so it was it was terrific it was amazing Uh, and they they cut to sorry so next week of course is is the raw after a pay-per-view stomping Mm -hmm. grounds this sunday and that just makes sense for Bray to, to show up in the new pay-per-view cycle. Mm-hmm. And then it builds to extreme rules. That makes that all seems to fit together quite neatly. So yeah. hopefully we'll see The Fiend, or Bray Wyatt at least, debut, re-debut at least, next week. Yes, uh, but hopefully. then it cuts from that, not to Michael Cole going, uh, huh? what is, where am I? It cut to Daniel Bryan and Rowan doing a little gorilla position promo before they went out. Yeah. And I didn't. I thought, ha, huh, that's silly. It's a bit of a jar to to not anyone talk about what just mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. But Brian Alvarez brought up on Wrestling Observer Radio, like Charlie Caruso's doing the interview. And yeah. He said, "What would you have asked her?" <laughs> yeah. and, and he said, "Probably, you know, Rowan, 
what do you think of your old <laughs> yeah. Wyatt family I leader? Even think about yeah, that. I know. It makes yeah. like, and when you think about that, you're like, there was so much mileage. Yeah. To to use pre-existing story to make everything feel better. Daniel Bryan was once under Bray Wyatt's control. Yeah. They were both there. Yeah. But anyway, and then we got the Daniel Bryan Seth Rollins main event, which was which is very good. There was, and Baron uh, Corbin stood tall at the end. There was one bit in that uh, gorilla promo that uh, Brian and uh, Rowan cut, well, Brian cut, where I think he stumbled on his words a bit, but he, ma- he managed to play it off. Yeah. So I had to rewind it just to make sure. But he said, but you know, he was talking about Rollins not being able to beat him. And he said, but do you know what he hasn't done tonight? Hasn't ever done and hasn't ever done, will never do, is he has never beaten Daniel Bryan. And I was like, <laughs> the best in the world of what I do it sounds like in that sort of structure. Yeah. But yeah, overall, this was a much more enjoyable episode of Raw than what it has been. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I would say this is this should be this should be the bar. <laughs> this should yeah. be the bar, the standard, and then a really, really good show would be better than this. Yeah. Like, yeah, and a, a core show would be better than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, an in awe show would be even better than that. Three out of five. This is an literally average. This should yeah. be the average of what raw should be. Well, let's get to those super chats from yes, Randy Andy Datsun. And we have plenty of them. We will start with. Late predictor Ben Greenwood, <laughs> who says, Baffling storytelling throughout last night. What's a wild card at this point? Consistent medio- mediocrity. Definitely not looking forward to rematch grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it was it was a fun show to watch, like I said, superficially, but really there was it was an absolute mess. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But at least it was fun, mm, which yes. is which is part of the battle anyway. Jeffrey Pridemore says, Raw was generally fine, which is high praise these days. Not great, but not horribly terrible. I was actually able to sit through the whole show. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. agree. Yeah, that's great. Uh, just before we get on to the next one, I have found my, my grand total. Hit us up. Eight people. Wow. Wild cards. But were they uh, some of those individual acts? Yes. Uh, no, sorry. So there was... The New Day. That's one act. Which is one, okay. So then it goes down to five. Brian and Rowan are one oh, act. Well, then it's technically four. There you go. It's technically four, they know. I guess. They are so consistent. They, so mm. they had Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, Brian and Rowan, The New Day, and Bailey, which is technically four. Yeah. You yeah. check yourself before you wreck yeah. yourself next yeah, time. Yeah, Ollie. But it's still Yeah, Ollie. Lip sorry. Uh, speaking of which, Ollie, have you got a brother called Happenable? Because Happenable in the chat is saying you are his twin brother, long lost. I, d- I don't know. Well, not that I know of. Yeah. So, yeah. Get in touch. Uh, Bonza Ray says, would you be open to a Cleopatra and Mark Antony heel turn with Seth and Becky? So... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really... That Their relationship hasn't really been... It's weird. WWE don't want to fully address it, but they haven't ignored it either. It's in this weird in-between bit. Exactly. Uh, They're in a really strange place now in terms of booking because they'll run into the problem they had with Dean Ambrose and Renee Young where if one of them turns heel, they're 
going to have to address it with the yeah. other one and be like, well, what do you think of your partner <laughs> doing this thing? And they'll be like, hey, they need their private space or whatever it was that Renee said when oh Amber's turned here. His cooking's been terrible ever since. Yeah. It's Seth be and really Becky bad. versus Triple H and Stephanie. That's probably what they're thinking. That's probably <laughs> when Vince saw they're together. <laughs> yeah. Power couple. Mm. Uh, Manga Girl says, "Hey everyone, what do you, who do you think will be the next long reigning champion after our truth for the twenty four seven championship?" Also, lovely to meet you all last Friday. Oh, oh that was you. Oh yay. yeah, lovely to meet you too. Um, who will be the next? I think I think Drake Maverick. I think Drake Maverick can have some, some Crash Holly levels of fun. Um, he feels the most into the gimmick as well. Oh, very much so. Yeah, I think he's he's super down. He yeah, no, it. Drake Maverick. Yeah, great shout. Edinol says, I "Think we might see a Bullet Club storyline if they push them as a faction. It could really win back some viewers." Uh, I don't think it will win back any viewers. Unfortunately, no. I think I think you need a lot more than that. But I, th- yeah, now now you said the thing about the Japanese house shows. I think it's just to build that and then they'll drop it. Yeah. Because Gallows and Anderson seem to be off later this year when their contracts expire. Yeah. Um, One thing we we failed to mention about the the main event match, by the way, was uh, everyone getting involved Mm. in the match uh, at the end. So the match went for like two, three minutes. Rowan hit an iron claw onto Rollins. The match was then DQ'd and thrown out. And then the New Day came out uh, to even the odds. And then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn... And someone else. The revival. And the revival and the came out. Came out, and then the Usos came out to even that. Everyone started brawling, and then the Mike Rome just announced he'd be like, "This match is going to be restarted one on one with everyone banned from ringside." And then Michael Cole says, "Whoever made that decision, that's great." No one. You can't just do stuff yeah. and not expect that infuriated me. So like, why would it restart? There's mm. no logic for it to restart. It's a DQ'd match. That's the end. That's how it goes. It just got restarted with no authority figures, no nothing. No one explained it. It just said, well, whoever made that decision, that was great. Yeah. Pete, we anyway. have got quite a lot of these to get through, so if you could uh, no. shorten your your rants. No, I will, uh, not. Hangman I will not silence myself. Hangman AJ Wilson says, Wyatt should be a ref. No, he shouldn't. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Hangman. Shorten uh, your rants. Wyatt should be a ref of being at the end of Raw. As babyface Wyatt, because would keep fans intrigued, which Wyatt would be at stomping grounds. Yeah, I yeah I I don't I don't think Wyatt is a good choice for. No. Uh, Tomo, Tomo says even though stomping grounds is having poor ticket sales, Michael Cole will sim- somehow still claim the arena is sold out. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Oh yeah, record breaking attendance. I mean, at they, least they even they, did it. the highest ever stomping grounds attendance. Mm. Yeah, I mean they even did it on this Raw. And they, they did like a, a big panning shot where they showed the front row of one side and then the whole rest of it and said, packed arena here in Los Angeles. Mm. Well, it wasn't, but good try. Michael Montiel says, wonder Ollie for referee. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm waiting on the call. I just need Vince mm-hmm. to, to, to agree on the, the money. I think you were wonder Ollie. Yeah, I know. Aren't they two completely different I'm entities? his agent. Oh, right, yeah, of course. Right, of course, yeah. Raw34 says, uh, why does WWE hate Elias? I think I'm going to cry. I don't think they do hate Elias. They don't hate Elias, but they're treating him like a comedy act, which is kind of what he is. Yeah. So I don't mind. Probably having a great time. Yeah. Austin Baker says, Seth Rollins with the Big Show chair at... Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, the big show's big chair. chair when he yes. was at the chairs match against Sheamus. 
Ah, oh, and then Seamus took the pin his of one hit of it. Or his reinforced ladder. Yeah, oh, I like that. God. Bigger and bigger chairs. Mm. Two chairs like Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Irizari says, putting on a ref shirt adds minus 100 to defense. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. completely works out. RJ Calmarin says, how would you book EC3 back to relevance again? Uh, to AEW. Mm. Oh. Put him back in a- NXT for a bit. I would say... Have him win some matches might be a good start. Yeah, I have him win a surprise match against someone like that's quite good. See, they started right. He beat Dean Ambrose. No, then they didn't start right. Well, yeah, okay, no, they didn't start right. When he was in ring, they did the right thing. They, he got a surprise roll up in Dean Ambrose. Like, whoa, that's cool. Then they had the rematch next week where EC3 can get a convincing win and be like, oh, he's a big deal. And Ambrose won. And then that was it. They'd just broken that Ambrose was leaving the company. So yeah, Ambrose I know, yeah. A... No, I'm, I'm saying if, like, in isolation, that idea mm. of get him getting a surprise win and then, like, winning convincingly the next week and then he starts to build a bit more momentum, that makes sense. They did everything wrong because he was backstage looking in a mirror for weeks on end before that and they broke the story of Ambrose and stuff. But, I mean, mm. in isolation, um, that one idea. Pete, for we, five minutes. We've, we've, got, we've got quite a lot of these to get through, so if you could... Um... Short on your rants. Uh, JD48Jet <laughs> says, Is Seth Rollins turning heel? He seemed very no. heelish. No, no, no. But no. WWE just don't know how to book baby faces. Yeah, exactly. Or heels. Tim Arnold anyone says Seth attacked Sammy at Money in the Bank. Oh, yeah, that's not. Ooh, we will no. never know. There's no point. No. Ba- f- Bailey Sting did it. Yeah. yeah. Bailey Sting now did everything we can't Bike, explain. Biker Sasha. Through the pipe, Kevin Owens. Derek B says, do your best Austin Powers impression. Love you guys. Oh, baby. I can't really do one. I can't really do I one. I like go. That's not Austin Powers. I can do other characters. <laughs> Let's do rapid fire. Yeah. Rapid uh, fire. Tomo says, chair right. and a chair and a chair and a chair and a pole and a chair match. Book it. <laughs> A totem yes. chair match. Yes, mm. perfect. Jeremy Smith says, Hello, gents. Just had a basal cell carrying carcinoma cut off my face. Now I'm in the waiting room waiting to hear if they got all the cancer out. Wish me luck, boys, and thanks for all the consistent contact. Absolutely, Jeremy. I hope they got all of it out and it never comes back. Yeah, that would yeah, be Yeah, take that great. cancer. Yeah. yeah. Screw you. Yeah. Dan Walinski says, AJ is a guest ref and then he turns heel. Uh, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I that, can that's it. a legit top heel then. Yeah. As opposed to mid card. Cool. It would be weird. They'd have to try and get around the fact that Corbin chose styles, but other than that, mm. it could work, yeah. maybe. Nate dropped surname says Baron should have Dean Ambrose be ref, but it's obviously obviously a lookalike, like they did with a <laughs> fake diesel and razor. <laughs> Only the heels push that it's actually Dean, Corey, Renee, don't you know your own husband? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's really that good. That would be yeah. It's a mockery. Hilarious. A mockery of your top title. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Limps Tomo fans says, ref's going to be Brock to get chaired by Seth. What? Huh? The ref is going to be Brock and then you can Just get stop rolling shot. your R's. I can't understand yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, seriously. Uh, the ref, uh, yeah, I, I don't think Brock is, is going to become ref. Hope not. But he probably is. Joshua yeah. Thompson says, are we heading towards a son versus son-in-law match for the WWE title company after Shane runs the show into the ground, turn it into a story? Probably. I, I can see the, the McMahons will probably think the way to save this is more, more McMahons. More McMahons, yeah. Triple Threat, Stephanie versus Triple H versus Seth. Uh, Seth, whatever his name is, Shane. David Myers says, Roman is the guest ref, Br- begins Seth Roman SummerSlam angle. 
God, of all the time... Roman shouldn't turn heel. No, definitely not. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> no, he shouldn't turn heel. No. Anton H says, Brian is the ref, leading to a feud with Seth. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. I can dig that. They're Daniel Bryan, long yeah. rosters, though. Yeah. They are. Oh, yeah, that's stopped. Yeah. <laughs> so many other feuds. Jeff Perulo says, Kofi versus Ziggler and Becky versus Lacey in September. Clash of Champions advertised locally. Um, Card subjects change. Please, please. please. Don't they get all Yeah, it's not going to be still. Be, it's not no, still going to be Kofi be. Ziggler. God, I hope not. <laughs> uh, Jake Egan says, "I haven't watched wrestling in years, but have binged on Wrestle Talk for a few months now. Are any forms of entertainment that you follow secondhand? Are there any?" Uh, I used to follow Raw and SmackDown secondhand, as I did like, I. Well, when it was unwatchable in the early teens, mm. but modern uh, movies. Because no. I just hear you talking about them. No, I don't know. Not really. Yeah, I'm quite obsessive. I either, do, I either do follow something obsessively or I don't. No, I'm, most mm. sports that I kind of know a bit about. <laughs> yeah. Dog Kingify says you'll know that this show as a whole doesn't matter since they already announced Seth and Kofi will both be champions at Extreme Rules next month. Card subject to changes. That's my addition. Yeah, card yeah. no. subject to change. I mean, subject to change. They, they, they advertise things all the time. Tim Arndt says, "What if Bray had come out after the main event and laid everyone out to establish him in the main event straight away?" That'd have been awesome. That'd have been great. Yeah. yeah. Although I think it probably would have been followed up with, well, where's he at stomping grounds? Mm. But yeah, would have been cool. My best friend Adam Pearson says, can WWE save strom- stromping, stomping <laughs> ground or is it doomed? It's doomed. Yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's past the late. point now. It's, yeah, it's going to be, it will probably end up being quite a good card. Just because yeah, that's usually what happens when we yeah. feel like this about shows. Limps says, either EC3 sold the segment or he just doesn't care. Bit of both. Bit of both. You, can, you can save the segment and still not care. By I not think. caring, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can save the segment. Yeah. Uh, Judas Black says, is Bailey a heel? She did cost Alexa the titles. Alexa hit her first. Exactly. Mm. Oh, yeah. It was so retaliation. That's the, uh, the Xavier Woods. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Hedman says, how was everyone's weekend? My weekend was good. Mine was, mine was really good. Yeah, I didn't yeah. do that much. And then I yeah, drank well, a bit on Sunday. A nice Father's Day. Mm. Celebrated my dad, so that was nice. That's good. Joe Lewis, or Louis possibly, says, I love EC3, and last night I laughed and then I cried. Yeah. Yeah. You and EC3 both, it sounds like. Yeah. Friedrich Ernegrian says, Cesaro wants to go solo. Is that why he is cursing his tag team partners to get injured? Uh, No. Because Seamus got, yeah, good point. No, because Seamus and Tyson. Seamus and Tyson. Jack Swagger, Jack Swagger went to Bellator. Yeah, I, I just... No. Uh, yeah. I mean, those were over long yeah. periods of time. Yeah, exactly. Ash P yeah. says, Brock forces Baron to make him a ref. Love from India. Could work. Brock forces, forces yeah. Baron yeah, to make him the, the ref. Yeah, that's the only way, yeah. Evie Duran says, Who else wants Great Balls of Fire back? Oh, Me? The days that was such a good show fire. as well. I it was a really good show. that logo to anything stomping around yeah. stuff. yeah. Great Balls of Fire is a terrible name, but the show... Dominic Grau's really logo good. is Becky with a foot. Um, <laughs> Don Kingify says Seth versus Corbin at Extreme Rules will be a tables match. Probably not, but... I think chairs now. You, yeah. you, I hope it's not Seth versus Corbin. Lee Morgan, thank you for your donation. Rocky Balboa, thank you for your very generous donation. Thank, thank you, Say Rocky. hi, Ollie, Pete, Rand, Randy, Andy. Hello, Rocky. Hello, Rocky. Hello. Thank you so Sean much. Turner. Here, you said you were leaving. This, this is, Bailey, this is Bailey's Bailey's thing, thing, yeah. yeah. It's CM Banks. Uh, oh, God. Where, where Sasha dropped the pipe bomb on Charlotte, where she calls Ronda a butt kisser, where she could have main evented. No Undertaker stuff. 
Okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Jobber JJ says Corbin did have a go at the dad of Nicholas. Uh, Lashley did call Strowman, cost Strowman the match. Uh, Lashley is the ref, and Nicholas comes with Strowman and beats everyone. <laughs> yeah, why not? Sure. Let's do that. Uh, DX Solo says, Hey, Ollie and Pete, Alison and I are waiting for room service in Vegas on a day two of the honeymoon and saw where you, you were live. Support Wrestle Talk smiling face emoji. <laughs> Have wow. a nice time in there are Patreons. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Congratulations. And they're watching us on their honeymoon. Yeah. What DX are you Solo is changing they're, they're DX the best. Married. You're in Vegas. Mm. Stop it. Go yeah. have fun. Go do something else. Go do something else. <laughs> uh, J- Jobber JJ says, Ollie, I told told you so. Listen to this genius. Oh, I think that was about Lacey. But what about Lacey? Oh, but I think you- it's you saying that it will be Lacey feud for like four months. Oh, yeah, now yeah, Now you yeah, can yeah. say that you are a genius because you saw do, it coming. Yeah, I am a genius. KJ says, Biker Sasha versus Becky at SummerSlam. Book it. <laughs> I'll just gloss over that. Armless Ambidextrous says, Referee shirts are like super strong kryptonite. Mm-hmm. I yep. love that name. Did you say Armless Ambidextrous? Yeah, it's one of That's my favorites. such a good name. Sorry, yeah. carry on. Uh, Joshua Rush says, Hey, homies. Hey! I, hey! Do, do I say that well? What's up? Home uh, hope each of you are having a good day. Yes, I am indeed. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Um, well, it was good for a change. Yeah. The Brahma Bull Rockberto says, Thanks for all the reviews. It helps pass the time at work, and I don't have to watch WW anymore. Hi, Andy, Pete, and Wonder Ollie. Please do an Omni Shane. I, I can do the fart if you like. The Omni Shane. <laughs> I did a long one today. You did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Nate drops surname says Chopper Beat number one fan kicking names and taking ass hell yeah <laughs> I stole your joke love it his jokes news. how dare thee I've what never stolen I've never stolen anyone's jokes ever I wrote that script Pete yeah I know but also I would have written the same thing if I wrote <laughs> it no, no, so. no, I said something else uh, Evie Duran says 11 days till fighter fest woo looking forward fighter to that fest. Yeah. fighter fest uh, the Brahma Bull Rockberto back in says thoughts on Cornet's double or nothing interview uh, review. Yeah, so I mean, he he does make some good points that the idea that the pre-show and the battle royal was very gimmicky, and and do you want to put that style of over-the-top gimmicky wrestling as your shop window? Uh, I see, I and, and you know he's he's not wrong, mm-hmm. but also it did really well. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah I I think. His start, obviously, the people who think like Jim Cornette aren't going to buy that pay per view, but there were a lot of people who don't think like that and exactly, they did buy yeah. it. So it works. Yeah, definitely still does. When it works, it works. Yep. Uh, Ethan Aldana says, Did you see my support Wrestle Talk sign? No, I didn't. No. Oh, well, thank you very Is much for putting it on, for, Raw? Yeah. on well, Raw. Thank you. I guess so. Uh, Alberto Hernandez Seron, thank you very much for your donation. Thank you. Christian Perez says, Andy, has anyone told you you look exactly like the bully from It in 20, from 2017? I have to look at what he looks like. I haven't seen It, so. Oh, no, I don't. Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah, that's why I haven't it's watched so it. so good. I am. I don't look like that. Me and horror don't get on well. So I'm not attractive, I'm but not I do not look like that. that. <laughs> um, Devante Lee says, I'm going to stomping grounds because they never come to Tacoma and probably won't do it again. But if Brian isn't booked tonight, I'll be so angry. Have you seen that they're that actually doing two-for-one tickets now? Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it doesn't surprise yeah. me. But yeah, um, they, yeah, they really need to have well, yeah. Daniel Bryan book for have, the show. Have fun. You can state. probably sit wherever you like. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Pridemore says, Chopper Pete will not be stifled. I think that was me saying that you... Your should, rants. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Do not um, silence me. Fighter Rock One says it's actually six uh, WCs with Elias. Wild cards. Wild cards. Oh Wild yes, cards. of course. Bailey, New Day, Brian, and Rome. Yeah, we talked about the uh, the how they. Yeah, it, it, it. it yeah. kind of makes sense. Kratos's forgotten son. One of my. F- Best friends on Discord says, just saying hello and thank you. Hello. And oh, thank hello. You. Thank you. And lastly, Jacob Ward says, where is Jason Jordan and when is he back? He is um, very much injured and probably yeah. never. Probably never back, unfortunately. Such a yeah. shame. Although I he know. did wish Kurt Angle a happy Father's Day on Sunday. So Only he after he was prompted. Yeah. Yes, on from Instagram. Kurt Angle yeah. had to do that first. Yeah. Yes. So, um... We've got some emails here. I had some other things we can talk about in the SD Ramble tomorrow because it's not urgent. Cool. Uh, but we've got some uh, some emails here. We've got one from... Uh, which one do we want to do first? Let's go with Matt Taylor. Emailed in uh, to say, Hello, Pete, Ollie, Luke, Laurie, Simon. Oh, he said Randy. Why we, just, we just redact. That. I have been getting so many emails that say hi to Randy in them, and I don't know what's changed because it seems like everyone that Luke reads out they're always just like, and not Randy, and definitely not Randy. Uh, All the ones I'm getting are always like, definitely Randy. I think I'm just nicer to people now. Maybe that's it. Maybe they think Baby that... face turn. Yeah, could yeah. be that. Um, All the wrestle tykes, and not forgetting, Blake Ham, you piece of crap. Yes! You disgust me. Well, uh, maybe that's it. The, the heat's on Blake <laughs> Ham now <laughs> for Blake being Ham the now. perfect you're human a, being. You're great. Yeah. Uh, he said, just thought I would drop a few lines. Firstly, I got my son William to the WWE show in Stockholm in May. Luke and Ollie might remember that I emailed in a few years ago asking what's the right age to get your children into wrestling, mm. stating in the email that my wife didn't approve and indeed hated wrestling. Well, my wife ended up buying the tickets for us. Electronic high fives all around. In your face, wife. Yeah, even though she still doesn't approve. This next sentence is absolutely fantastic, by the way. William loved it, by the way, and told my wife when we got back that he wants to be a wrestler when he grows up. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Anyhow, just finished listening to the last SmackDown podcast and have the following thoughts. Pete, your inability to think of a catchphrase to open the show is to open the show with is the perfect justification as to why wrestlers or sports entertainment stars need to be scripted. I disagree, but. Hey ho. Uh, Maybe sh- this will slowly turn me into a micromanager. <laughs> yeah, obsessive control. Wait, you're not already? He <gasps> um, says, surely the long term booking we plans. Words about that. <laughs> this is over. You're laughing it off now, but you're giving me devil eyes. <laughs> uh, surely the long term booking plans for Alistair Black are to clash with Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt. I'm thinking Balor at SummerSlam and Wyatt at WrestleMania if he has indeed re debuted by then. Maybe. I don't know. I, d- I don't necessarily think so. Sure, they all have slightly mystical qualities, but that, I, that to me would make me want to keep them apart. Exactly. Play yeah. off, play off more normal people and mm-hmm. characters. Exactly. And then when the mystical forces come together, like, ooh, this is different and new and creepy and weird, and that's much better. Um, he also says, I have also been wondering where you guys would place The Rock on the list of all-time great WWE champions. It seems to me that most people would say the top three would consist of Austin, San Martino, and Hogan. However, Rock was a massive draw, great on the mic, good in the ring, and played a huge role in the WWE's most successful period. It seems to be very difficult to place within that group or indeed justify why he's outside of said group. What do you guys think? Anyway, keep up the consistent good work. Cheers, Matt Taylor, long-term pod swafter and creator of crap wrestling gimmicks, The WrestleBot 1000, and Zog the Alien. Take that, Blake Ham. That is a strong 
It's a strong resume. Strong output. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess it's the qualification of WWE champion. Yeah. Like, if you say Rock the Dwayne Johnson as a WWE superstar, mm. then he would be in the top five. Yeah. Easy. In Absolutely. terms of drawing power. What about my top three? Jinder Mahal. Yep. Mm. The Great Carly mm-hmm. and Psycho Sid. Yeah, and then you get Steve Austin and The Rock yeah, yeah. and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, that, yeah. like it's it's no point even going through those three guys because they're <laughs> completely consensusly agreed upon. <laughs> but the yeah, the, like Rock as WWE champion, um, I guess he doesn't have that same connection there mm-hmm. with me with the actual belt. What about you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty similar. Cause my uh, knowledge of that period of time is somewhat limited because I watched it when I was quite young. Can't remember too much of it, mm. but I remember loving Stone Cold and loving The Rock, obviously. Um, but when I think of like top champions, I instantly think of like Stone Cold more than I think of Rock. I think of Rock as an amazing promo and I love watching him and he's a top star, but I just don't see him as like... Not that he's not top champion material, I just don't associate him with the belt. Whereas I think of St- uh, Stone Cold and like WrestleMania X7, and I think of like him winning Royal Rumbles and things like that. Whereas The Rock is just like, oh, he's great all the time, but yeah. I, but I don't yeah. think of like this one reign that he has as champion kind of thing. Um, so yeah, we've got uh, we've got, we've got this is a really good one from uh, Will Will Hate Will Hate Height. Yes. Sure, he's a patron. Um, who says, hey, Ollie, Pete, and Blake Ham, you. Picked of crap. I think uh, autocorrect got him there. Ooh. But uh, uh, he said, an idea for a name for the toilet paper discussion, Wrestle Talk Dirt Sheets, oh, which I love. That's great. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, so that's definitely what it's called now. Unfortunately, I've not got any emails about any more of the Wrestle Talk Dirt Sheets, unfortunately. Because no one wants to talk about I, it. No, probably not I got that, an email but... about Splashback. Did you? Mm. Amazing. Uh, can I quick? I, I won't read it out. But I can just. I can give you a quick. We've got. We've summary. got two minutes till we need to go live. So okay. go for it. So uh, it's from a doctor. Mm-hmm. To, to said, oh, I, I heard about your your splashback, and <laughs> yeah. he says the reason is is because I probably eat a lot of protein, which means that the mass is quite solid, mm-hmm. uh, and therefore makes a larger impact on the water. Okay. Which is why it's, and he said he suggested that uh, I put just a, a piece of paper down the loop before mm-hmm. then it will soften the blow. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's it's medical a, opinion. Yeah, mm. I was going to say medical opinion right there. Um, but anyway, I think that's <laughs> that's going to be a really short outro, but we have uh, we didn't have too much time to start with on this, unfortunately, because Ollie decided he wanted to record a video out of nowhere without hey! telling me first. <laughs> <laughs> I have time. <laughs> but anyway, thank you very much for listening to this Wrestle Ramble podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with the SmackDown review, and then Laurie and I will be back on Thursday with the NXT review as well. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you guys on the flip side. Love you all. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> that's not a catchphrase, don't worry. It's not a catchphrase. So where is the flip side? I don't know. Is that even a saying? On the flip side? Catch you on the flip side, homie. Catch you on the... Wait, 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 wait. Anyway, that's the show. Goodbye. <laughs> fill, fill, fill for a bit longer. I'm not filling for a bit longer. The show flip is over. Side. Do you want to hear some anagrams of flip? <laughs> <laughs> Field sip. Love you all. Goodbye. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.